Dave Wiener, thank you for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, I do too. So first of all, thank you, Scott Katarmasist Angle, uh, for lining this up. Uh, Scott's uh, worked with you and your folks really hard to get this lined up. So we're, we're appreciative that you're here today. Absolutely. Yeah, happy to. Again, you never have to twist my arm to just sit and relax and talk guitar. I know. Well, that's, that's the funny thing. So we it's, it's almost like a studio show because on the studio show, we'll hang out and, you know, we'll break bread and have drinks together yep. for an hour before we start taping. And you and I were just bullshitting for about 10 minutes or so, yep. you know. And, yeah. and by the way, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Yeah, right. So I, I said beforehand, you're loyal to your great state of Pennsylvania. You've got some yingling going on. That's right. That's and right. I'm disloyal to this country, you know, drink, not disloyal, but I'm drinking my Guinness. Nothing to do with the United States. There we go. Guinness is fantastic. Yes, it's, it's my favorite beer. Um, so there, there's so much to talk about with you. Uh, but I want to start with something that I read today that I really enjoyed. And I'll, I'll be like the lawyer with my legal pad and look at my notes. <laughs> so this one's from Guitar World, and I loved it. You said, what brings me joy is getting this stuff done and going out and playing it. And I loved it. Yeah. That, that, you know, it's always about the joy, right? You know, I, I think, you know, we could get into an existential conversation. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> but I think most people at some point in their life yeah. realize the purpose is mm -hmm. joy, is enjoyment. Right, right. We 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 get so sidetracked from that from the beginning, yeah. Because and I don't know how it is elsewhere. Uh, you know, growing up outside of the states, I grew up here, obviously. Um, but it's just hammered in our heads, at least in my head, that you got to get good grades and you have to get a good job so that you mm -hmm. can just make that American dream happen of course that means many different things but it imparted a bit of you know just push all the all, any anything else aside because you have to do the work and and etc right that can lead to and it and, and i mean it's just a fact most people are not into their jobs most people absolutely yep. money it's not the enjoyment and yeah. so you spend a third of your life sleeping, you spend a third of your life or more working for something you're not enjoying yeah. just to keep the lights on. And then yeah. you've got a little bit of time left to enjoy. And for most people, that's a vacation. Getting away from the other two thirds of your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's just, it's just, I get it. I totally understand that. Believe me, being a musician is not the easiest life. You right. know, if you're going to do it full time. Um, but like anything else, if you, excuse me, if you love what you're doing, it's just enjoyment. Right. And I, I always thought, you know, when I'm 90, whatever, or if <laughs> hopefully I make it that far, I don't want to be looking back at my life and say, well, I, I kept the lights on, you know, uh, yeah. I didn't enjoy myself, but I, I had some money and blah, blah, blah. I just I know it's it's a, it's a hard thing to actually do, but that's all I'll do. I I right. don't really, and I, I well no I'm not going to say that because I was going to say I don't care about money I don't care about material things I, I, and I really don't. But I know how that sounds, right? Because it's like the only people that say that are the people that have it, right? 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 But but, but believe me that all of this in back of me. It's it's just a matter of uh, hard work. I gave up my childhood essentially to to become competent on the guitar, uh, and this is all the result of endorsements. You know, right. I, I'm not the I'm not out there spending lavishly to have a whole bunch of gear. It's just it, it this is this is I, I I truly I just don't uh, I don't need the fancy car and a huge house and all this other stuff. I would rather enjoy myself right and, and right. put that other pressure on me and you know anybody who follows vi 
has has heard him talk about one principle that he's always lived by that I have coincidentally before I even knew him I've always lived lived by and it was always just just live a live a bit below your means mm-hmm. and you never have a bad night of sleep in your life and I just kind of continue maybe that's why I just like Yingling because I can go to Wegmans and get a a 12 pack for 10 bucks <laughs> right. that's true it's true and you know what it, it tastes good i was telling you before we started taping we were in a bill town otherwise known as williamsport mm-hmm. and out of our love and loyalty for pennsylvania we got ourselves a case of yingling and just sat around a campfire played a little guitar nice. and drank our yingling nice yeah there there is a video for one of our trips there uh, right before covid hit mm-hmm. we're sitting around a campfire doing exactly that and the chair just exploded from underneath me, and I end up on the ground. I was still in the water. Um, but yeah, it's it's those simple things. Yeah. Um, and, and it's beautiful that you've built your life around that. Uh, the other thing I thought of that, you know, I, I think that this that part of our little conversation was was sort of trending toward is when you're in school, I, I know this happened to me, and it, and it continued into the law, mm-hmm. um, which is what I do. They're, they're always trying, they meaning, you know, those in authority trying mm-hmm. to box us in. You know, they, they have this vision um, that that this is the way things are supposed to be. That if you live within this box, you will have the life that I'm not happy with, but the life that I, rec- life that I recommend for you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's like when my law firm. I put up my website and I did very different kind of things for my website. A dear friend of mine called me, who's a fellow attorney, and he said, uh, you know, my wife is a law firm marketer. She thinks your website sucks. And he he said it with a chuckle, but he he was trying to help me. And I said, I think it's going to work. And it it did because it's a little different. But do you get those pressures or have you historically sort of work outside like if, if you're if you have your vision of your life is this you have people trying to trying to do that to you whether you're 10 years old or 15 or 30. yeah you know it's an interesting thing that you, you you just really i think everyone should take some courses in human behavior and psychology and all this stuff because everything is a reflection you look right. at other people and you try and identify yourself in them Right, right. You know, your 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 spouses and your best friends are usually of the same ilk. Right, you know, right. to the point with spouses, where a lot of spouses, you ever notice a lot of spouses look alike? I had when I was in law school, my girlfriend and I, they thought we were brother and sister, but no one ever found out. <laughs> but it it happens, yeah. and it happens yeah. for yeah. it happens for a reason, yeah. and like you said, you get people who want to project. Most of the time, it's very, uh, what's well intentioned. It's well, yeah. The intentions are 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 in the right spot. They want to help. They want to, you know. Well, you should try this. You should do this, and et cetera, et cetera. But you will never hear me say you should, you know, because even in 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 the guitar teaching that I do, I say you might want to try this. But try this, this, and this as well, because you have to figure it out for yourself. You right, know? right. School, all the way through school, it's 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 forced learning for the most yep. part. It's yep. not an interest-based system. It, yep. And I understand they're trying to do their best to give you a well-rounded education and get you prepared for some things. But it leaves a lot of people at the end of college, one, grossly in debt anymore. And and two on a path to do to to spend their life doing something they don't want, and for whatever reason, when I was really young, I simply said, "I am not going to work for anyone for the you know for the most part." I, I just said, "I I can't wake up every day and help someone else's dream come true." Now I could also contradict myself. As being in Steve Eisman for twenty plus years, where I have helped him bring his music to life. So, but but still, I'm out there serving my purpose. Yeah, but you're a piece of that. I I, I mean, I appreciate the distinction, but you're you're on stage, and, and you're and, and and the people who aren't on stage are a piece of it also. Sure. But you're really central uh, to that journey with him. I would I would think as an outsider looking in. Well, it's it's just you know. 
I have a job with that, that when I was young, when I was 10 and I started playing guitar I, and I just said, I'm not going to work for anybody. I'm just going to, I'm going to make a living with guitar. I didn't have specifics yeah. involved in that scenario. It was just, if I can do this thing that I love doing, yeah. if, if I can just make a living doing that, then I'm succeeding for myself. I'm, I'm serving what I feel is my purpose. And, and what's cool is the word you hear people use these days is you manifested it at age 10. You know, or you started manifesting at 10. Sure. Yeah, sure. which and, is wonderful. And, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's very true. I mean, you have to have a, you have to visualize what you want to do. But then, you know, manifestation is not just like, you know, the secret. It's, it's not, uh, yeah. it's not an overnight thing. You tear it under your fingernails. Yeah, you 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 have yeah. to put the work in with a yep. very realistic plan of attack, mm -hmm. and spend as much time as it takes to get you where it is. But along that journey, there's many other things that 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 can help to serve the purpose. If you have a purpose that that can be served in various ways, excuse me, like being a touring a hired gun for a touring artist, putting right. out your own records, teaching, doing clinics. There's a lot that can encompass I play guitar for a living. Right, right. As long as I was doing that, I was I was fine. So don't get me wrong, there have been periods where I haven't appreciated my own path. I haven't appreciated the little things and and I didn't recognize the joy. Right. Everybody goes through that with Absolutely. their career arc. Um but I'm I'm happy uh, now in a place of I, I especially I think 2020 was a pivotal point did a for lot a lot for, of people. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, to to just be like, okay, you know, this is a real thing, and uh, it, it it it's a it's a problem, and you know, back to the existential side of things, I think it made people just say, am I doing what I want? Because life yeah. is short, and like that, it could be, oh, here's a virus, and, and et cetera. Um, I think it made people reevaluate a lot of things. And it, and it did for me as well, um, just to kind of refocus and, and get, get more back to the first thing that you said and, and back to that enjoyment. Yeah. If I narrow down my career path to what that enjoyment is, it mm -hmm. is ultimately the the gigging side of things the concert mm -hmm. side of things of course before that you have to have something to play so there's the music creation and i right well the process itself might be a bear at times the result is the reward and then going and playing that that to me that's all i want that's all i want to do that's all i've ever wanted to do um i have done other things within the realm of my purpose but they have brought less joy so it does make you yeah. like it makes you really refine the intentions and make sure you're doing it and, and it's as simple as that you know again there are going to be varying levels of success but to be on what you what anyone would consider their purposeful path I, 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 instead of going to a job you hate and, and et cetera, I just, that to me is success, you know, right. there's going to be varying levels to it monetarily and what, what the material side of society labels as successful. But, you know, I, I, I think if you can, if you can get past that and just recognize I'm doing what I want to be doing, that's, that's success to me. That, that, that's really beautiful. You know, we, we could actually make a few shekels as a self-help tape with this because these are good, sincere sentiments. Um, they are, you know. It, it's, it, you know, like this show, we don't monetize. This show is just a big pile of love. It's literally what it is. We, we, we push it out there. We take it back. Uh, but that's all it is. It's just yeah. positivity. And, you know, you were talking before uh, about sometimes when it's challenging. I, I, I came up with this thing not because of, but during, when we were really self-isolating during COVID, there are days when I, and certainly we, will have that battle 
to complete the day with gratitude and positivity. Yeah. But every day I would make sure I win that battle. That's great. Right, here we go. Here's the dog. <laughs> he, he interferes with almost every Zoom show we do. But, but sometimes it's a battle. Sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, and, and I, I try to make it, I make a conscious effort to take stock of, of that which I should be appreciative of or, or have gratitude for. And it's not, and there, it's not an empty platitude. It, it's, the, you know, uh, yeah, I take this jerk out and, and I'll, I'll feel the fresh air hit me. And when I feel the fresh air hit me, I'm like, I'm appreciative that I'm enjoying that fresh air. But yeah. to me, it's really important, you know, to, to do what you're talking about and sort of take stock and say, yeah, I'm, I'm pissed off about this, but let me, let me, let, let's do an assessment of all yeah. the great things that are going on, right. you know, and, and recognize, not ignore the things that could be challenging yeah. because they are, and, and they vary from person to person and it's all relative. But I think that exercise is really healthy because it could re, it could recenter us. It, it's, I mean, it's crucial. It's a crucial skill yeah. And 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 trait to be mindful and appreciative mm -hmm. and grateful. It's missing. It is missing in that whole education system, and it's like you have to discover it. You know when and and, and yeah, we all have to discover what we enjoy. That, that that's yeah. for sure. But on a on a on a human level, we should uh, try as an exercise again not at the end of your life, but at the end of every day, like you said, look back yeah. and, and think, you know, oh, I appreciate this that happened and right now relaxing, you know, whatever, having a beer. Yeah. There are far worse situations occurring in parallel right now across yes. the planet. We're sitting here talking about guitar and having drinks and it is a highly desirable situation yes that, that's that's a great way to put it but right. and but it's not taught enough it's not it's not it's not even about teaching it's just about awareness of being aware of mm -hmm. what to be grateful for and how to do it i think that's by exponentially more important than you know again think about when, when you were in junior high and you went to history class and you had to memorize this date of this insignificant thing to simply copy it down to a test to pass that test to get the good grade and blah 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 and then it's immediately out of your mind that yeah. kind of stuff i get it but at the same time there needs to be classes that are saying this is how to appreciate this is how to be grateful and as far as i know that simply doesn't happen uh, at least in I mean, general i would like to see a little philosophy taught, you know, which is akin to that, you know, not just in college, but, you know, in the younger years. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it's so important. And I will say this, though. I, I have some hope for, for the younger kids out there. By kids, I mean, you know, say 18 to 28 or something like that. You know, you look at these little van life things where people are sort of dropping out and driving around in their vans. I think that's sort of akin to that kind of attitude. And I'm going to couple it with the fact I've got two kids. My kids are 19 and 21. So mm -hmm. they're in that, that bracket there. Mm -hmm. and, and they are, depending upon their socioeconomic status, a lot of them are sort of spoiled and protected. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the pandemic perhaps corrected what we did wrong as parents by you know, overindulging and protecting and helicopter parenting, participation awards and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And they might come out of this. Uh, they might come out of this with the right degree of sort of responding to adversity and, and having that appreciation for, for what you were just talking about. Yeah. And, and have a nice influence on our culture for the things that matter. It, it seems yeah. like they're responding to the excesses they witness and saying, that's not for me. The tiny houses, you know, you see that on social media. Yeah. yeah. You know, so maybe that'll start happening. But, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, if, if you've got an idea, something that you think will bring you joy, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's not even the getting it, it's the trying for 
put the hard, hard, hard work, the dirt under your fingernails, as I said earlier, yeah. to get it. It's not just saying, I want, you fill out an application and suddenly you've got joy. Right. Um, it, it, it's so much more than that. But I think it can happen. Yeah. I, again, I, it's like I said, it's not about, well, at least for me, what I've sure. learned, I can only speak of my own experience. It's not even about looking back at the end of a life. It's it is about looking at the end of a day. Yes. And saying, did I did I enjoy myself? Did I do? Did I spend my time wisely? Did I spend my time the way I wanted to? Uh, I would say for most people, that answer is no. No, the almost everyone cor correct. I agree with you. And um, and it's yeah. just, just gotta. It's it comes from not knowing how to even approach what you want to do, like you said, not knowing how to try, because there's not, there's a, a, a lack of understanding how to appreciate the trying and right. the failing and the trying again. I mean, if you're going to be a musician, get ready to fail. Get ready to not get gigs. Get ready, you know, being a musician, you hear the saying, it's feast or famine. Right, right, right. And I can absolutely, I mean, 2020 was Famine. I That's a pure big ass pile of famine. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, musicians are highly adaptable, though, right. because we're creative. Mm -hmm. You know, when when whatever I can't remember the dude's name, but the guy that created Napster. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And listen, I will never be sorry if that guy uh, has a bad day. <laughs> he he took a massive part of our income away like right. that just like that for and his own showed, selfishness well yeah and, and you know it was set up though it wasn't just he opened the door but he didn't build the door the door was built by the record companies built the door well yeah and the way that how did we get music before right. streaming yes you could buy records you could buy tapes and cds back in the day but anyone could just turn on a radio and and you got endless music 24 7 so it yep. was de it was devalued yeah you're right how that, people got music was devalued that was, and that's always been historically an issue about you know art and then how do how do we take we need artists we need we need you yep. right yep. um and how do we appropriately remunerate you so that you you are in our lives and giving us that which we need and, and it's really almost like an age-old question yeah. you know because in your purest moments and hopefully in most of your moments you're not thinking about the remuneration piece but you do need to eat you don't need a big yeah. house you don't need a fancy car but you need to eat yeah. you need to get health insurance you know you need yeah. to see a doctor now and then um and, and so you need to survive at a reasonable level to give us those things we as a society need. And, and people talked a lot about it during COVID. You know, people would binge watch um, Netflix or what have you. Those are artists who are, who are the um, story writers or screenwriters or actors or scoring, yep. musicians scoring the movies. So we as a society need artists. Oh, sure. and, and how do we fairly and appropriately remunerate you um, in, in a reasonable way. And it, 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 you know, and every so often you guys uh, are, are really mistreated, you know? Well, it's, you know, again, it, it, it comes down to, um, being adaptable, you know, again, Napster made everybody, the whole industry changed and artists had to adapt to that. 2020 destroyed i mean the main way any artist makes a living is touring right i don't yeah. care if you're taylor swift or me um yeah. without the gigs what are you relying on point zero 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 one cents from spotify right because all that was that's been gone for over a decade right yeah yeah, I mean, streaming, you, you just need, you need such massive quantities of streaming numbers to really get anything from it. Um, it, it it's, it's quite a joke, you know, but again, don't get me wrong. Once, once the artist gets some traction and you can start gigging regularly, it's a nice yeah. living. 
Right, right. You know, but it takes a lot to get there. In other countries, like in Europe, the government provides a stipend for art I to didn't... help artists. You know, right. not in this country. This country is has been so poorly managed for so long. But I, I, we're not going to get into politics and stuff. But you know, the bottom line is. A musician or if somebody's going to be a musician you have to believe it right. can be successful but it's so easy to get sidetracked you know i went i went to musicians institute after college right i moved to la GIT, I to, right i went to git yeah i couldn't tell you one person in my git class that's a musician now really Full, full. I mean, on their return, on their tax return, it says right, right, musician, right. You know, yeah, they still it's, play a little, but not as their vocation. It's a side thing, or or it's it's a hobby, or whatever it is. And it's because you know, again, I, yes, you gotta be, you gotta pay the bills, but you also have to be willing to sacrifice. You know, I. <laughs> I want to hear about that. What you did from age ten on, like how hard you worked to become. What you very modestly said is competent. I've done enough reading to know. I, I appreciate modesty. I do. But, you know, you're you're very respected in, in the guitar community, so you're very competent. What was the work like as a kid when you had that singular purpose? Well, again, there to, to me it wasn't work. Okay. And it, and it still is, is not work, even when it is work. You know, I'll yeah. say, all right, I got to go work. But it's, it's what is work? I'm sitting in front of my studio computer here and i'm creating music you know right. i've got an acoustic record coming out in a few weeks uh the work involved in that writing recording mixing mastering shot a video edited the video it's i, I transcribed it putting out a tab book that's all a lot of work but it's doing what you love it's joyous know? work so again, if you love what you're doing, yes, there are, there are countless hours involved. There's no shut off. Right. There's no nine to five. Right. It's right, 24 right. seven forever. And you have yeah. to be okay with that. Um, but as a kid, it was just fun. You know, right, I, was like, right. I, I loved what I was doing. So I, just, I, I did it every day to the detriment of grades, usually uh, mm -hmm. to the detriment of a social life. You know, I, I mean, I was, I always had friends, but I chose not to be that social, not to go to a lot of parties and such, because I would rather stay home. I'd rather stay home and play and get better because I just envisioned from such an early age that this was what I was going to do on, on whatever scale, you know, whatever it was. Um, it, but it takes a lot of sacrifice, you know, uh, when you're on that journey after you get out of your parents' house, you know, and you're living in an apartment with seven other people and you, you know, the, the most extravagant outing is going to get a burger somewhere, you know, there's no vacations, there's barely a vehicle, uh, it's, you know, you're splitting a, a, a electricity bill by seven ways, you know, it is what it is, you know, that's, that's, that's the way it was, uh, when I was in GIT out at, out in LA at first being, you know, barely 21 and coming out of college. So I went from high school to college to GIT and I had little jobs here and there to, to make some spending money, but I had no gear. Uh, I had no money, you know, enough to go through school and, um, and, and that was it, but I was okay with that. I didn't care about right. anything else i just wanted to play and get better but again it's not just that i was proactive about producing a product from the start i i put together a full uh, original band uh we were in a studio when i was 13 we we wow. produced a full a full length record and then did it again when i was 16. and in between there you know uh, we gigged this person's party <laughs> And backyard thing here and there and the occasional actual gig uh it's much different now but uh you know just because you're practicing something and getting good at something doesn't mean anything you have to produce you have to produce a product for consumption 
and that's songs, that's records. So there, there you know, as, as long as that is understood, this doesn't happen by osmosis. It doesn't happen by magic. You can be the best player on the planet if you haven't produced anything. It's all for nothing. Well, it's. I think what what I'm hearing is that it's not just sort of rote practicing. It, it's a higher order of thinking, which is creative thought and planning into how am I going to turn this into a means by which I can bring joy out to others and and, and satisfy my dream. Right. So, you know, it, it, you you can't just, you know, watch one of Dave Wiener's videos only and learn how to play guitar, which, you you know, you can do and you should do because yeah. you're good. I watched a few of them. <laughs> my favorite one, what was the one you were playing a telly and you were doing a funky thing, which I like. Um, you've done a million, you wouldn't, but, so but many, it's not, yeah. it's not just that. It's not just, you said it, it's not, Dave Wiener won't tell you what to do, first of all. Mm-hmm. And it's not just doing what you think Dave Wiener wants you to do, mm-hmm. but it, it's the higher order of mental thought, which is, it, it's physically exhausting at times is to really think through what can I do? And then you implement, you come up with a plan, mm-hmm. but hard work in the absence of thought is almost lazy on some level it's not really but sure. it's sort of kind of you know yeah. it's cognitively yeah. lazy i suppose you, you just have to understand how are you going to make any money you 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 it's about networking yeah it's, it's a ton about networking um but you have to have a product uh, i'll give you the perfect example right when i when i moved to la uh, within a few days i got an internship Right. And that was proactivity. That was me right. saying, I need to start meeting people in this town and in this industry. Right, right. I can lock myself away and become the best guitar player ever, uh, which I'm. there are a billion guitar players way better than me. Uh, right. But, it, but, but that doesn't matter if they don't know you. Right. So that right. happened to be with Steve Vai's manager, and that was not known to me when I applied for the internship. I well, didn't you- know who this was. Right, you knew it was someone in the industry that, that we had. Who was it? Um, I'm trying to think of work. It might have been Dave Gellis. I can't remember who it was, but it was someone who basically said, um, "I'd rather work with people who aren't assholes." You oh, know, sorry. and and I'm going to guess that when you're a young kid, fresh out of college, and you're in LA at that internship, in addition to whatever amount of guitar prowess or competence you had at the time, you were something other than an asshole. Right. Number one rule is you just have to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't again. And and to that point, you think about touring and living in a bus with other people for months. Right. There can't be one person that is an ass, you know, everyone just it's like a family, you know, so it's not always peachy, but you you. Again, you could be the best at whatever you are. If you're difficult to work with, you're not going to get any. You're not going to get any gigs. Right. But back to my story from having that internship. That's how I met Vi. Yeah. And and I never, uh, I never put myself in a fan position. I never put myself in a hey Steve, you got to listen to me. You know. Right. I never right. Did that because that's immediately going to put you in a different perspective mm-hmm. in his in his mind in anybody's yeah. mind. So I let him eventually come to me and say, hey, you know, I, I know you're at GIT. I'd love to. You have anything I can listen to? And I said, yes. That's because beautiful. because I knew I had to produce something and I had to I had to have something to give to people. Yeah. So you would say your, your earlier planning set you up beautifully yeah. for when you eventually began networking. Yeah, you, you, you have to, you have to, it doesn't matter what your industry is, you, you have to produce something for consumption. That's, that's all it comes down to. Right. It, it takes a, it does take a lot of sacrifice, but I don't want anybody listening to think that it's, it's anything other than awesome. I, I would. Sacrifice is fun. That sacrifice, maybe fun's not the right word, but you don't mind it. You know, Satisfying. You, yeah, you don't mind. Oh, I'm not going to this party because I'm going to stay home and write. I've got this song. Like it was always. I wanted to stay home. I wanted to keep working on these things. You know, I, I don't want to buy this car 
because I want to save money and get another, you know, guitar or a piece of gear or something that I can use for my trade and right. uh, stuff like that. At least that's the way that that I always, uh, well, for the most part, have thought. Nice, nice things are nice, but they come and go, you know. Yeah, it, it, and, and you know, and the funny thing is, so the nice things, you know, let's say you buy a really nice car, right, and you keep it for six years, right? You know, whatever. And then on year seven, what do you have? You have the memory of the use of that car after you get rid of it. It's a memory. That's all it becomes. So you're creating these memories by touring, by creating music, by having great interaction with the folks who are going to your shows, by your yeah. with your fellow musicians, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's all the same. You're building the memories that give you joy today, yeah. yesterday, and tomorrow, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all we have. It's a collect life is a collection of memories. Yeah. Along with the present moment enjoyment. Yeah. You know, right. we have because that's all that exists. The history is something we drag with us. The future doesn't exist. So yeah. there there is only one thing and it's right now and right now and right now and right now. And right. we have to choose wisely how to spend that time to produce enjoyment in the moment but also fond fond memories and life is never about just that of course but that's what we can strive to do and as guitar players i just try to encourage the 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 right perspective and the right path because as you said let's talk about like learning guitar there's no there's no video book teacher school anything that is going to make you a good guitar player. They are all there as resources, but but the user has to put in the time. You know that's why I say you know I can't I can't you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yes, it's the exact same thing. We gotta have the right perspective as to how to get good. You have to have the right perspective as to how to make a living with your guitar. Right. And, and going you know uh, like the holidays are coming up right if that means learning a bunch of holiday songs and standing in a hotel lobby for three hours playing that by yourself guess what you just made some good money playing guitar it's the perspective you know it's all oh, that's not a good gig well uh how are you spending your time in this moment do you have a guitar in your hand yes are you making music? Are you making money? Yes. Okay, you're not playing the, uh, you know, you're not playing the Met for four thousand people with 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 your music, but at least you're doing something, and and that's on the way to hopefully the 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 greater goal. And, and then you look at the folks who play the stadiums. Look at that um, that picture we had of Mick Jagger. He was somewhere down south, and he goes alone to some bar to be happy. You know, did you see that picture? No, I didn't. No one recognized him. He's, he's just there in a baseball cap, mm -hmm. and um, he's just standing alone at like a high top outdoors, like in some beer gardenish kind of thing. And here's a guy, you know, who has a career playing stadiums, and he's he's getting his joy from becoming anonymous and enjoying a smaller venue. Yeah, you know, and it's funny every time I'm at, which has been forever, I'm at like a stadium level concert. Mm -hmm. I yearn for a little place in Memphis or New Orleans or, sure. or New Hope, for that matter. <laughs> and I've been still trying to get people together um, to go to John and Peter's, which I love to go to. Sure. Um, I'm sure you know John and Peter's. Yeah. It's just this wonderful, the, the ceiling's like six and a half feet high and it's smoky and it's, with COVID, it's kind of tough. But Tiny little place, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's great. So, so you're here as a resource for people. I'm loving this conversation. I, I could I could do five hours with you on it because it's so it's beautiful. I, I appreciate that, and uh, and I'm enjoying it as well. Um, you know, it's just I think of the things that I wish I knew thirty years ago, right? Um, just to help streamline the process a little bit more, and then beyond that to help stay focused yeah. because what happened with social media was uh, ingestion overload and also yeah. distraction overload to the point where what's the trend and it makes artists 
move towards that trend and they yeah. lose themselves and then they, they they start moving from trend to trend and they become aimless and they forget their own identity and then yeah. before you know it 10 years go by with no productivity uh chasing trends and all that nonsense so you know the right perspective and the belief of what you are doing and you know yes life is not stagnant will you know the, the the only constant is change but that doesn't mean succumbing to trend after trend you know adapt yes but the perspective the right perspective just hold your course ingest what you want and and make it yours and do with it what you will i think that's the stuff that a lot of people need to hear now i i couldn't agree more so I got to tell you, it's time. I'm just looked at the clock right now. It's, it, it feels like it's five minutes. We've been talking about three quarters of an hour already. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm good for a little bit longer. Okay, good. Let's keep going. Uh, I'll try to keep the pooch as quiet as we can go, as we can keep him. I'm almost out of chips right now. That's what I've been bribing him with. Now he, he's trained me, but he doesn't know that exactly. the bag is almost empty. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm... I'm not looking forward to what my night looks like with a puppy with a bag of potato chips in him. We'll figure that out later. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about gear. Um, you've been a PRS guy forever, and and I read online. I don't know if it's the red guitar I'm looking at right now, but there was a relatively new PRS Strat that you were talking about in one of the interviews I read. Um, that it was a John Mayer Strat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that the one I'm looking at? No, that's a Fender Custom Shop. Uh... 62 reissue or something like that. The Silver Sky is next to it, though, over here. Oh, can, I, can we see that? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I mean, this is the this is the PRS Silver Sky. It's the John Mayer model. It's their version of a Strat, and it is... Yeah, it's beautiful. It is 50 to 60% less than most Fender Custom Shops. Right. Exponentially better, in my opinion, because I have owned multiple that that guitar. Again, uh, I'm, I'm just giving you guys an example that this red one is a beautiful guitar made by Fender's Custom Shop. Yeah, it is more than twice the cost of this. Wow. And I have had to take that, uh, I've had to take that to be worked on. Right. That's the thing about PRS out of the box. Anything PRS is outstanding and the quality is amazing um you, you know it, it's if, if you're into strats yeah forget the preconceived nonsense of well this is prs ripping off fender uh, it, it's astonishingly uh, ignorant but it, it's an outstanding s-type guitar yeah and i would highly encourage anybody who's into strats to check it out because it's a strat but it's PRS build quality and not Fender, and Fender has problems. Anybody yeah, they, will tell you that. They've always, for, for 50 years, like, you know what I love? I love the three-on-three -three headstock that, that just looks so funky with a, with a strap body, and it works. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's a cool it, look. It's like so, so much of the internet was poo-pooing the, the Silver Sky before they ever saw one in person, before they ever played one. Right, and right, right. The superficiality of humanity, and it, it is nonsense. But when you pick it up, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. When I picked it up, I was blown away. I mean, I, 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 I continue to use this guitar a ton. As far as S-type guitars go, this is my go-to, despite having... I've had so many Fenders over the years. Um, now I'm down to that one. And guess what? That one is for sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. And the thing is, you know, one of the things I read, and, and not only have I read it, I've seen it, is that you beat the shit out of your guitars in terms of bending strings and, you know, the whammy bar and all that. So you need a guitar that, that can tolerate all that from you. Yeah, I mean, like this this yellow-ish guitar over there, yeah. that's a seven-string PRS. Uh, that's been on multiple Vitors for the last, you know, however many years, but... I have, you know, I'm playing with Steve Vai and I'm doing unison lines and harmony lines with Steve. And a lot of them were, were just beating the crap out of the guitar. And that guitar doesn't have locking, you know, it's not a Floyd Rose or anything. And it's, 
it's it's awesome you know a guitar that's well set up is is going to serve you know the right purpose but uh the silver sky is great i've been you know i've been a prs artist not forever but only since 09 right and they're just awesome people that's and important that, too that's, that's really that's, important an endorsement is about the relationship right you know? again it goes back to basic in, in any industry, it's about the relationship. And Paul, every, everybody there is just so cool. And they're just great people. They've been a fantastic company to work with over the years. Um, you know, I play I, I play a little bit of everything. You know, I've got Gibsons. I just, I just got this this Kramer. I, I just got wow, like coming back. Yeah, do, do you know who we had on the show? We had yeah. Henry Vaccaro on the show do you know henry no he used to own kramer back in the day yeah he, i was gonna say he's I, he was the partner right yep yeah and uh he's the guy who um worked with eddie to create that iconic you know the the, the red and white striped guitar but before that when i was a kid at seagirt music i got one of his old aluminum neck with the tuning fork end right and i know he he's got um He's got the new Vaccaro line coming out, and he has new aluminum neck guitars that are going to be coming out, which is pretty cool stuff. But yeah, he figured yeah. out the whole weight issue, because remember, the whole issue with them is the neck was 1,000 pounds, and you're kind of like this yeah. the whole time. So he's apparently engineered his way around that. So it's neat. You know, it's not going to be under the Kramer banner, because I think Gibson right. owns Kramer now. Right. But it, it's almost more iconic to have Henry's name next to it. He's, yeah. He's the guy who did it. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was honored to have him on because I was uh, at age like 12. It was probably my seventh guitar or something like that or mm -hmm. 13, whatever I was. It. But um, yeah, Kramer's a cool company and, and Gibson saved them, I guess. Right. They were not at that point. They were not succeeding, I think. Yeah. I think Gibson has owned them for quite a bit. Yeah. 20 years, maybe. But it's it's laid dormant. Yeah, you know, but they're they're coming back. So they started reissuing these overseas. Okay. And uh, from what I understand, there's a domestic iteration coming back. Okay. Which will be fantastic. But you know, I, I've got this this Steve I tour coming up, and I was like, you know what? Yes, I'm gonna take my PRSs, but I was just looking for something fun. Yeah. You know, something fun to take, and I've got some friends at Gibson, and I was like, what if you know? What if we took that body and put that neck on it, and and et cetera, and oh, so uh, they put that, they put that together for you. Well, you can buy a similar guitar, very similar guitar, but okay. on the street it doesn't come with the reverse headstock. Okay, gotcha. And also, we did some electronic stuff to it as well, but I mean, it's aside from that, it's the same. You can get that graphic. Right, right. Um, and it comes with the Floyd. It comes with the EVHD tuna. It comes with a trem stop in the back. And and I think they're coming out. If if they're not already out, they are coming out. I just was like, it'd be it'd just be fun to take a throwback. Yeah. Uh, out on tour, you know, because I, I started playing in '86. Yeah. And you turn on MTV, and there's you know all these players playing, you know, a lot of different guitars, of course, but Kramers and custom graphic Kramers were always something that stood out. So, uh, I, you know, I was just jonesing for one, and uh, yeah. They're, it's a cool-looking guitar. It's, it's actually a fan. I haven't played a Floyd-equipped guitar in... I was an Ibanez artist for, for uh, the first 10 years of my touring career. Okay. But I, I... And they're great people as well, great guitars as well. But I, right. you know, I started moving away from, like, locking tuners and Floyds and all that kind of stuff. I haven't played one since probably 08, Wow. Like that. Um, and I still stand by saying that they're not necessary if you mm -hmm. have your guitar set up right, because my PRSs take the beating just like, I mean, I'm literally on stage playing what Steve Vai is playing. Right. Some of those lines doing the same thing with my whammy bar that he's doing with his. Right, because you guys, you trade gonna, the same licks. Yeah, you're not going to get the same, the same leverage and the same pull up. But for more, you know, for general purposes, it is, it, it's just way easier. And I think the tone on a non-Floyd guitar sounds better. 
Right. That's just and me, though. Again, that's I, I because you're you you're taking advantage of what the body is contributing a little more to the resonance, right? Is that what you think the difference is? Well, it's you not got, cutting you off. No, you you got you know PRS will tell you where, where does the string touch the guitar? Right. The nut, the tuners, and the bridge, the cymbals right. in particular, but the whole thing. Right. To have metal more metal clamped down on that and to have the bridge a lot of times with less than ideal alloys it, it can do stuff to the tone is it better is it worse that's for an individual to decide um less is usually better as far as what is touching the string but again that's, it's, there's no right or wrong at all. I don't want right. any listeners to, to perceive that at all. Uh, it's not about that. It's about the individual choice. I'm just saying my experience has shown if I'm not using a Floyd, I usually get a better tone. But this guitar rips. This is a shred machine, and it's a rock guitar. It's got one bridge pickup. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. That's very cool. And what kind, what kind of amps do you use these days? Friedman. These are these are all these three amps are all the same thing. The Friedman small box fifties. If there was a perfect amp, that's it for me. Obviously, uh, when I'm on tour with Vi, I do use the hundred watt amps okay. that Friedman makes, which are called the BE one hundreds. Um. But I started playing Friedman in 2012, and I've had a few of their different kinds of amps. But these small boxes, for my music, for my playing, there's nothing I could ask more from an amp. And to the point where it has really weaned me away from using most pedals. Most of the time, I'm guitar straight in. Um, I still enjoy a clean boost. I love fuzz pedals. Um, every once in a while, I'll use a tube screamer or something like that. I love. I love the. Uh, are you familiar with Analog Man, Mike Piera? No, no. Well, I mean, he's one of the pedal gurus and and tone gurus of our time. He's up in Connecticut, and his company offers mods, and of course, they build their own original pedals. And it, it's just the knowledge that he has. Anything you're going to get from him is outstanding. So he mods Tube Screamers and, you know, Boss OD1s and stuff like that. I'll, I'll throw one of those on the board. But if I, ne if I didn't use any of that stuff, I'd be completely fine because of, because of Dave Friedman's amps. That's really important. Now tell me about the innards of his amps. Well, this this one is uh, two EL34s. It's 50 watts. It's two channels. He calls the channels on this amp. One is the Plexi channel and one is the BE channel. Okay. The channel is, you know, and, and his whole line of amps is based on his experience modding Marshalls. And so these are all basically a modded Marshall platform, but without any of the Marshall issues. Right, you know, right. I've got plexis, but they're stuck in a closet because, for me, these things just do what I need them to do. I would have to take those marshals and have them modded and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the BE channel is a higher gain. It's got saturation, but it's not like a boogie. It's not a, a, a super overdriven amp. Okay. It's where a lot of super saturated amps, high gain amps, you have the note, but then you get all of this, what I call just musical junk around the note. Right. You want your note pure. These amps are just, the, and, and these amps are called player's amps because they're, you know, which, which again, take that as a, take that with a grain of salt. Um, sure. They're not going to help you. They have, a, they have a lot of saturation, but it's not oversaturation to the point, you know, if, if you put a dimed overdrive pedal in front of a, a cranked plexi, anybody can play really fast because there's so much compression. Right. There's so much um, almost oversaturation, compression, and even a little bit of noise, well, a lot of noise. Um, it is what it is. These amps are not that. These amps 
even at the highest gain setting, are still crystal clear, pure, overdriven sound. And, and that, that puts more on you, right? Because you're naked. You know, you're playing is, is you know, if you, if you have a, 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 a musical misstep, yeah. we'll hear it, right? You'll, you'll hear it for sure, um, but that's yeah. why they call players amps. They, 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 they leave you to do all of the playing. They're not going to help that much. Um, the plexi channel is, if you turn the gain down, it's the clean channel. But if you turn all the, the gain all the way up, it's like a 50-watt plexi. Uh, but again, without the flub of a Marshall and without the poor EQ of a Marshall. Um, yeah, they're... they're, they're that's why there's three of them sitting here. I run in stereo, and then I have one for backup, and they are absolutely outstanding. And I think I read they have the Celestian speakers in them. These cabs, I do use Friedman's cabs, and they've got a mixture of okay. Celestian speakers, but there's a mixture on top. There's greenbacks, and on the bottom, there's V30s. So that's... I, I've in the past run a cab with greenbacks and a cab with v30s but um you know friedman started doing this combo and it was i was like it's like he's building amps just for me you know <laughs> they're, they're so exactly what i've always used but such a refined version of it i i can never speak highly enough of dave friedman and and his amps they're just outstanding that, that's really something and what are some of the other guitars that are your favorites um, I mean, again, I've got a bunch of different Gibsons. I've got, now I'm down to one Fender Strat and one Fender Tele. Um, I've been weaning off my Strats just because uh, I'm putting the money towards a vintage one. I've gone through enough new ones to recognize they don't serve my purpose. Right, right. For Fender in particular, again, that PRS Silver Sky is better than any Fender I've ever played. Now, I saw online that, and I don't, I didn't see if it was a Fender Tele or, or perhaps a PRS or some other Tele, but um, it was yellowish in color. But I, I could be getting that wrong. You were playing with such a nice pure tone. You were doing just a, a real funky thing, it, both both with the notes and the little chords, and you were doing almost like um, a real staccato ish. Um, rhythm on it, but it, it was a nice looking Fender, and it, I, mm -hmm. I got the sense you were doing nothing to it, but just putting it through an amp, and it, yeah, it sounded I, really nice. I've only ever owned one Tele, and I was just, it's its here, I think it's in the case in the closet, but um, uh, Tele's are fantastic because they are, you know, they're just planks of wood yeah, with a couple yeah. of pickups in them. You know, they're 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 so simple, and, and yeah. I love that just kind of purity involved in them. And, and they're old. You know, the stock that everything about yeah. it is old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, mine is a is a fifty two reissue that I bought in you know sometime in the two thousands. Um, yeah, that's that's a fantastic guitar. It just depends on my needs. You know, I don't think I have a favorite. I've never had a favorite. You know. It just depends on what I'm recording that day. If I'm on tour, what does the set list call for? Um, and with Vi, it's seven strings, uh, you know, et cetera. But I love the classics, like some, I've got a Les Paul here, a couple of Les Pauls, a SG, a 335, you know. Um, those are all fantastic. PRS's guitars, you know, again, they're, they're, they're outstanding. I love, you know, a little bit of everything, a little bit of Fender, a little bit of Gibson, a little bit of uh, PRS, and again, uh, the, an occasional, an occasional... Fun guitar. Uh, yeah, fun guitar, like a Kramer. I mean, I don't own anything except, aside from this Kramer, which just came the other day. Right. Um, I don't own anything that's not, well, I do, I, stu I do still have a few Ibanez left. Right, and right. They're, they're, they're great guitars, but they're not my go-to. I never play them. Um, depending on what I need for that day, it'll it'll usually be a PRS or a Gibson, or you know, or a Fender. Right. Now, so when you pack up, so you you have a tour coming up with Steve, right? That's coming up. Yeah. National, international. It's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, only the first leg has been announced, which is a U.S. tour. Right. But um, 
it's 22 and 23 all over the world. Wow. So, so first of all, so what what will you pack in terms of your gear? So you're going to pack what we just talked about, those same guitars, or is it a little different? It's 100% up to the set list. Okay, right, right. The set list requires is what I start packing as far as gear. And, and usually, again, with the Vi gig, I got to take the seven strings. So yeah. I'll take these two PRS seven strings, and then uh, I, I got this Kramer just to take something fun out on tour. Um, I might be taking the Gibson out. I've been jonesing. I've never owned like the odd shaped. Gibson calls them the designer guitars. Right. Explorers, V's, right, Firebirds, right. those kinds of guitars. I've never owned any of that stuff. Um. So, and the problem now is all these companies are so back ordered because of COVID. It's difficult to get things. But, um, yeah, what I take, the amps, the cabs, the pedal board, the guitars, it's all, it's all reliant on what the set list demands. So I'm, I'm learning the set and I'm starting to get that idea of what I need to take. Like I said, I'll probably be using, you know, these Friedman cabs instead of the 50 Watts. I'll probably play the hundred watt Friedman's. Right. Um, I don't know what's going to be on the pedal board yet. And, um, yeah. And what, uh, what does life get like when, so right now you're, um, you're hanging out in your house in Pennsylvania in your studio, right? I feel like it's downstairs. It could be upstairs for all I know. No, it is upstairs actually. I got it wrong. Um, and then, and what happens to life? You know, when you're, you know, you're in hotels and I don't know, like what, what happens to your life when you're on tour? You know, the secret to touring is taking your life with you. Okay. So all of my habits and things I do at home, my routines, I try and take them with me on tour. There's always an adjustment, but, uh, you know, that's the secret to, to not being homesick and to being, I'm going to be gone January to April and to be gone for three months is not something most people could ever do. You, you have to understand how to make it happen. And um, part of it is taking your life with you, as I said, your routines and such. Um, we, we have a, a pretty rigorous touring schedule, which I prefer. I don't like a lot of days off when I'm on tour because at that point I'm like, I, I should just go home if I'm going to be sitting in a hotel. So we never have more than one day off at a time. Um, but those days off are very well uh, received because we're usually playing six or seven nights a week and then we'll have one day off and then another six, seven nights of shows and et cetera. But again, and what, yeah, go on. I was oh, just going to say, it's, it's what I enjoy. I, en- I, I can't sit at a desk. I yeah. can't do nine to five. I can't have those kind of parameters around me. Uh, part of life and the enjoyment of it is the freedom. And, and I, I've never been able to be that kind of, you know, person. Um, so the adventure of being gone and, you know, being in a different city nearly every day, um, that certainly suits my personality and my uh, upper, upper level HD, ADHD. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, it just suits me perfectly. So... Yes, I love being home. You know, I love the comfort, as anybody does, of their own home and such. But uh, I'm made for touring. That is great. And and it sounds like a very appealing existence. So I would think, you know, you've got to prep, you've got all sorts, you have to do rehearsals and all that. But at some point, if you're in a new city, you have to have some free time where you could explore a little bit. Get yourself a Guinness at the local pub if that's what they have. So you can absolutely. enjoy the city, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been touring now. Uh, this 2022, when the, when the tour starts, that'll be my 23rd year of touring. So, you know, doing it over and over again, you you get through the phases of tourism, you know. Right, right. Where it's like, okay, I've been to this city 17 times. And I'm just going to chill now. And that's kind of where I am now. I'm oh, also great. very much more focused on producing new records right now. So my downtime, uh, aside from, you know, as you said, going out for a drink or meeting up with some friends or going for a coffee or whatever, I'm content to just be on the bus or backstage uh, working on music. 
And that's great. So you'll have enough equipment with you, where mm -hmm. even if it's just a laptop or something, you could... it's all it's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. You need a laptop and an interface, and uh, I'm I'm in the middle of choosing. I need another laptop, um, and I'm I'm choosing one that is fairly. You know, I'm I'm probably going to get the a cheap Apple, you know, MacBook Air or something. You you can absolutely produce the highest quality record on a fifteen hundred dollar laptop and and cheaper and cheaper it's just what you enjoy um you just need an interface and you need a laptop and you need some know-how and that's it isn't it crazy that back in the day a fostex four track cassette recorder was maybe 400 bucks oh yeah you know to, and it was fun but it had really shitty sound yeah um <laughs> i mean i look at it back in the stout with you know i mean i i feel nostalgic when i think about it yeah um but for let you know three times the cost of that a little over three times the cost of that yeah. and you have something that could lit its studio quality isn't it crazy oh. yeah it's it's amazing i mean i i didn't have the fostex but i had a tascam porta studio which that's is fancier same, you know, <laughs> basically the same thing it just yeah. sucked to work with it was, you know i did what i could with it but it's nothing like what we have now all these years later and uh, it's the technology just keeps getting better. Things keep getting cheaper. Uh, well, not this year, but uh, right. it is it, it is great. It is everyone. The playing field has very much so been leveled, and anybody can produce pro music uh, in a bus, you know, or or at home, wherever you want yeah. to. Yeah, good stuff. Cool. It's really good stuff. Well, I have to say, this is uh, I I I genuinely enjoyed this. Awesome. Likewise. Me too. I'm Me glad. Too. I'm glad. Um, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's it's, it's really thank been a pleasure having, having you. I appreciate uh, it. Thank you. Absolutely. Yep. So we, we will all watch for you on tour. Um, we can't wait to air this show. And I just want to wish you a good night. Again, thank you so much for joining us.